This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are exposing the real reasons why you reject success from your life. Now, do you play small in everything you do because you believe you don't deserve to be successful? Or perhaps you believe that if you are successful, then that's going to bring some really heavy problems and pressures. Or maybe you are already successful, but somehow you just don't feel worthy, good enough, and it's it's uncomfortable for you. You are sensing that you're an imposter or a failure in some way. Well, in this teaching, we're going to be explaining why you resist and block success and what you can do to shift your mindset to welcome success and abundance into your life. Okay, David, so how common is this issue of rejecting success? Actually, Alex, it's amazingly common. It's really regular. This is a subject I speak to regularly with my clients. You'd be amazed how many of my clients self-sabotage, beat themselves up, criticize themselves, put a big anchor on them so when they're going through life, they have to pull this big weight along with them. And this is a very involved subject. It will involve the inner child because it goes right back to your core beliefs. But it's very complicated. You know, I call what the inner child does sometimes the maze of confusion. You'll see in this video the maze of confusion. How that part of your mind that we call the inner child creates confusion. That one of my clients can be very successful in one area of their lives and totally hold themselves back in a separate area. Yeah, so in a way that it can be quite a subtle manifestation of an issue with our beliefs. So as you say, uh, an individual could be hugely successful financially or in their career, but they will come to you because they are having failures and problems all the time in their relationships or vice versa. Or vice versa. So it's not like your whole life has to be a disaster wasteland because of this belief. But I guess for some people, it can, could it be that chronic that it affects a lot of different areas? Oh, absolutely, Alex. It, it, and, and the, the, the thing is that makes it more chronic. I like your word is because they can't understand it. Because as you said, on one area of their life, they can be really successful, really positive, a go-getter. And in the other part of their life, it's almost like they dive into a dark pit and they get sucked down. Do you know that, what we call the carousel of despair, where it pulls you down? Like a vortex. Like a vortex, exactly. And they can't understand because of the confusion of the part of the mind that I like to label the inner child, And I know I've done this literally hundreds of times, but I think it's always worth for new viewers and new listeners to our podcast to go through what I mean by the inner child. And for those of you who already know, because one of the things you'll see in this video, Alex just said it, the subtleness, the kind of little nuances that the inner child does to take control. So when I 
use the label the inner child. I'm talking about a part of your mind. I'm not talking about something that's outside of you. Although it can criticize you, it can what we call CCJ, criticize, compare, or be judgmental. It is a part of your mind. You may prefer to call it your subconscious mind. Some clients like to call it their ego or the little devil that sits on the shoulder, you know, sometimes a 3 a.m. mind. When have you ever woken up at 3 a.m. and that mind's gone? Tomorrow's going to be a great day. Aren't you looking good? You look fantastic. You're going to be so successful tomorrow. No, that little voice is always chirping up and giving you the negative. Now, that's what I would call the inner child because this part of your mind was locked the frozen, if you like. I love what the Taoists say. It's like the kernel in the middle of a nut. It's hard because it experienced something between the ages of six years old and nine years old, roughly around that time, that really affected the emotions. And when you were a child, you didn't know how to deal with it. So you blocked down. You locked down. You protected yourself. You're keeping yourself safe. And that mindset, if you like, that belief system, I prefer to call it, even though other parts of your life have developed, as Alex said, in your career or in, in other areas professionally, you've got that nugget, that, that frozen kernel that's there. And in some areas, it starts chirping up and it affects the way you live your life. And this is the confusion. So when you say, so if I... If my inner child is holding on to an issue related to my self-belief about my relationships and that's inhibiting my success in my relationships, what sort of thing is the inner child saying? What sort of narrative in my self-talk has my inner child got which is sabotaging my success. Thank you, Alex. That's a great example. And these are the nuances. I'm going to address Alex's example directly. On the example that you give me, I would say it's about your innate value, your worth, what I call Shen. And we've done many teachings. Have a look in the archives because Shen is very important, your spirituality. So on the example that you put forward, I would say your inner child is looking externally, for validation, approval, for strokes, for other people to give them what they believe they need. So they're constantly on the hunt. You know that example of the donkey and the carrot I sometimes use where the carrot is dangling in front of the donkey and you're trying to grab the carrot, but you're never successful. And the example that you use, I would say that inner child is looking externally for value, for worth, for validation. The problem is, it's never enough. Can I repeat that? It's never enough. You can't get the carrot because somebody can't give you what you already have. You have innate, intrinsic value and worth, Shen. And if you constantly look for your life to get that value and worth, you will always be disappointed. So, so what you're saying is if we have very high expectations of our partner or our relationship and what it's going to be like, very high or very rigid inner child expectations, 
clearly that level of perfection does not exist, will not be reached. Therefore, we then CCJ the relationship or partner and it it falls short of our expectations. Therefore, we, we're dissatisfied, we're unhappy, we're, we're griping, we're arguing, etc., etc. And the, the relationship doesn't work. That's right, Alex. Or the other way, remember the emotional pendulum. Or the other way. Now this is when you're trying to bend over backwards, trying to please, mm-hmm. always concerned about what other people think, what they're thinking, what they're thinking about you, how are they internally criticizing you, are other people, your family members, important criticizing you. So you say, CCJ is very important. And perhaps we should do a couple of videos on CCJ, criticizing, comparing because this is something that the inner child would do. Oh, I'm not me. Oh, you would be my foot. I just do with one uh, client I had a couple of days ago. Always comparing herself with his former wife, who she's never met, and they got divorced. But in her mind, oh, do I meet? Oh, she was a better cook than me. Oh, she was this than me. Oh, she was that than me. Her husband never has said this. I said to him, does he, does he mention his wife? She said, no, he's never mentioned his wife. But in her mind, she's running this narrative. She's running this story. You know, I call it sometimes a game, but she's playing this game. Her inner child is playing this game. She's trying to compare herself against someone she doesn't know, someone she's never met. But in her mind... That's what she thinks her husband is doing, and he's not doing it. So we've talked about expectations, false expectations, and the CCJ of the inner child. What about um, sabotaging success in relationships or equally in our career path or financially because we believe either it's all going to go wrong, it's going to be a disaster, it may be good, it may be sweet, it may be peaceful and and lovely now but it's around the corner there is a big problem or the other belief I don't deserve this I don't deserve to be in a happy relationship I don't deserve to be successful in my career I don't deserve to have financial success okay so these are the nuances exactly (laughs) Alex you know this well (laughs) these are the nuances so let's Let's talk about the first one. And when I work with a client, I think it's called kaplunk. You know that game where you build blocks and then you pull a block out and it put, falls down the game there or the blocks fall like fall down. Is it called kaplunk or something like that? <laughs> but it's almost like that. And what they do, they go, I know this is going to fail. I know if I get too high, if I take this promotion, I just use a client, I've been offered a promotion, David, but I know if I take the promotion, I'm going to fail. Well, how do you know you're going to fail? Because I won't live up to the other person's, to my boss's beliefs and standards. Therefore, isn't it better not to take the job, not to have that disappointment, not to put myself out there, not to stick my head up above the parapet. This is another client saying to me, well, if you stick your head above the parapet, you're more likely to get shot. Why don't you keep yourself down? And so this is a mindset of the inner child. Let's stick with what we know. I call it the familiar. 
And I know that doesn't sound like a very powerful word, but for that part of your mind, the familiar is extremely powerful because the inner child believes it's in some form of control. Even if the control is not reaching your potential, and more importantly to me, the control is not in your flow. So the inner child will absolutely sacrifice, self-sabotage their flow, their true potential to be in control and to be on the hamster's wheel, the carousel of despair, knowing it's going to fail because failing is familiar. And so this is why they will self-sabotage. I'm sorry, what, what was the your other, the, the other, other one side? was about um, not believing that we don't deserve it. Exactly. So it's connected, you see. So now the inner child then has to now justify it. Listen to these words. Do you justify it? Justify the success. No, justify the reason why they're not going to do it. Okay. So the inner child now knows the inner child is not stupid. This is the difference if you listen back to our teachings on how you the conversation with the inner child. Your inner child is not stupid. Don't ever believe that. The inner child has got a very fixed way of looking at life. So now they know they're not doing what they could do. They're not putting themselves, they're not sticking their head above the parapet, if you like that. So now they have to justify to themselves. They have to make that make sense. So then they say, oh, it's because I don't deserve it. Oh, it's because I'm a failure. Oh, it's because the three lies, I'm not good enough. If you have ever said that to yourself in your self-talk, this is your inner child holding you back, sticking you down onto the familiar. Second one, I can't cope. There you go. Justifying, I don't deserve it. Well, I wouldn't be able to cope even if it come to me. Oh, and then he runs the game, the story, the scenario. Third one, I am not worthy. I'm unlovable. I'm not worthy. I, I shouldn't be mixing in those circles. Those are very intelligent. Per They're more intelligent than me, David. They've been to university. They've got a, a better degree than me. They've got more experience than me. See, they will run these excuses, these justifications. And your inner child is an expert at this. It can do this in your sleep. It will run these stories because you're so used to running the stories. And I'm sorry the word isn't more powerful, but it's extremely familiar. Some of my clients say easier. It's easier, David. It, it's more comfortable. It's my comfort zone to beat myself up, to self-sabotage myself, to think what I call poor me. That's more comfortable. But your inner child is running it because it is familiar. It knows how it works. It's more important to him, the familiarity or her, than you being successful. That's more important. And so this constantly running narrative and story that goes on in our mind, it's like a self-manipulation, a self-sabotage. That's, that's obviously affecting our actions and our choices and our decisions every day in every aspect of our life. But there's another 
kind of compounding thing uh, that goes on as part of this equation because that inner narrative we have with ourselves energetically affects our law of attraction. Absolutely, it affects our whole life. It's even, it's even equally as important as the law of attraction. It affects our health because it affects our chi, our energy running through our body. If you're constantly looking at the negative, if you are constantly looking to uh, say things like, I don't deserve it, I'm not good enough, I can't cope, this will affect your well-being. And then as Alex quite rightly say, it affects your law of attraction, what I call yi dao, chi dao. Yi dao, what you believe, your intention, the way of your intention, chi dao, your energy follows. So, if you're constantly thinking, I'm not good enough, I can't cope, you then look for examples to prove the negative. I call it, as you know, cherry picking. You cherry pick the negative. You discard the positive. When somebody comes to you and say, wow, you did a great job there, the internal dialogue will say, oh, they don't know how long it took me. They could have done this job in an hour. It took me three hours. They don't realize. So it doesn't matter. Remember the carrot and the donkey? It doesn't matter what anybody says to you. It doesn't matter if your husband, your wife says, my goodness, you are so beautiful. You're so gorgeous. You're so intelligent. They go, oh, they don't really mean it, do they? Because your narrative, your inner child, Never underestimate the power of your inner child. That's why we do so many videos on it. It is the most powerful thing in your mind because it's like your computer program. It's programming you. It's your belief system. It's the way you view the world. Imagine you're viewing the world through glasses with a clear lens and then put a pair of glasses on with blue lens. You see the same world, but now you see it tainted blue and that's why the inner child is so important and it definitely affects this self-sabotaging it definitely affects you not reaching your potential here's why and here's the life lesson we live in the unknown do you agree we live in the unknown we don't know what's going to happen i don't even know what i'm going to say to you in 30 seconds time you don't know what's going to happen. Somebody could walk into the room as you're watching this video. The internet could go off. Your computer could go, could go down. We live in the unknown. That's where you'll find your flow. This is the life lesson and Taoist teaching. We should be flowing in the unknown. For your inner child, this is like kryptonite to Superman. The inner child dislikes the unknown. Remember what I said earlier? Because it believes it can't control the unknown. It's right. You cannot control the unknown. So what will the inner child choose? The known. The familiar. Oh, but that doesn't work. Yes, I know it doesn't work. But I've got so many excuses, justifications, reasons. And yet I know I am more comfortable. And as I said, some of my clients will call it this is my comfort zone, David. Your comfort zone? Yes, 
I'm used to being a failure. I'm used to people leaving me. I'm used to not getting the job. I'm used to not getting the promotion. I'm used to suffering and I'm used to believing I don't deserve it. I'm looking for evidence that proves, there you go, look, I've run out of money. There you go, my credit card's just been bounced. There's the reasons why I'm not good enough. These aren't evidence. These are the consequences, the evidence of your thinking not being right. That's what that evidence is. It's not about you. It's not about your shen. It's not about your potential. It's not about how awesome you are. You're just stuck on the carousel and you're creating all of these confusion. My job to pass on to you, you've got to stop it. Stop it. How do you stop it, David? It's so difficult. No, it's actually very easy. It's almost too easy. Do you believe you have innate value and worth? Do you believe that? Do you believe when you were born and you came into this world, did the midwife have to hold you up and say, quick, can somebody give this baby some value and worth? Do you believe that? If you have children, do you believe that when you gave birth to these children and they came into this world, did they already have value and worth? Or did someone have to give it to them? And these are very important questions for you. Because I believe you have Shen, innate value and worth. Now, once you believe that, not 99.9%, 100%, how can you get value and worth, validation, approval from other people, other situations, when you already have it? It's nonsensical. And so once you believe that basic grounding fact, then you address that, you connect to that with truth, honesty, and integrity. So I'm not good enough is a barefaced lie. I call it the three lies. Once you say I'm not good enough, you are denying your shen. You've gone into the inner child game. You're caught in the carousel and you know it. This is something else that my clients don't like me saying. I know, as you wouldn't be watching these videos, somewhere deep inside of you, you know this is not true. You know the idea of you not being good enough is a barefaced lie and you know it. But it's so familiar that you choose a familiar. And the life lesson is stop it. Stop it now. Stop it now. You won't get it right the first few weeks, but stop it. Every time your mind goes there, come back and correct it to what you know to be true. And so do we, do we need to speak to our inner child, reparent our inner child? You know, you say stop it, but we can't just say to our inner child or that part of our mind, oh, just stop it. We have to do something else. There's something more to it than that, David. Okay, so we've done a, several videos on this because this is where people get confused. When I say stop it, I say stop playing the game. Stop it. And then exactly what you said, Alex, and if you look in our archives, we've literally got, I must have, 10, 20, 30, 40 videos giving you all the different nuances about how you educate, how you reparent. I like to mm. call it reparent 
the child. And that's why another reason why I like the metaphor of the inner child. I want you to think of the inner child, the part of your mind that I explained at the beginning of this teaching, as your spiritual child. And you are their spiritual parent. And take the responsibility and the accountability to please reparent your child. Give the child the love, the attention, the truth, the honesty, the integrity that it's craving for. Your inner child is not a monster. Your inner child is not evil. Your inner child is not out to screw up your life. Your inner child is confused. Your inner child is frightened. The inner child doesn't believe it creates the feelings. And so we've done so many videos to support that process. And this is a process best done by you. Best done by you. If you, because you know yourself. And all I've got to do is to break you through and put you through into the Wu Wei. So you are honest. You are truthful. And you have integrity with yourself. Stop playing the game. You know when you're playing it. Stop it. Come back to the truth, honesty and integrity. And that's why it's easier than what you believe it to be now. Once you start doing that, it takes a few weeks. You won't get it right at the first time. But you keep on trying and then you'll see your life beginning to change quite dramatically quite miraculously and what you're doing here's the life lesson you're coming back into Wu Wei flow that's what Wu Wei means being in your sweet spot flowing living naturally living aligned as Alex says your law of attraction your well-being your health your career your relationships start to come into an alignment and that's why we do these videos you can do this I believe in you because I believe you have Shen. I don't doubt it. There's no doubt. There's not 99.9%. You have Shen. You have innate value and worth. I've just got to get you to believe it. Mm, wonderful. Thank you, David. And I will put links in the show notes to more teachings that will help you with this subject and help you shift your mindset to, from resisting and blocking success to really open-heartedly welcoming it into your life. So that will be teachings on the inner child reparenting and also some top-up teachings on CCJ and self-sabotage that we have also done. So please do check out the show notes for those. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one -one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy and in your flow.